Suck. Welcome to Strange History, the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it. Strange History. <laughs> Didn't think you were going to say it. No. This episode's going to be, she says a little different, but let's be honest, this is going to be a lot different. A lot less structured than typical. We're going to be talking about our home. Good old Appalachia. <laughs> or more specifically, the state of West Virginia. So this is more of a long introduction into a deeper discussion? Is the best way I can explain it? A four-episode deep discussion. Yeah, it was supposed to be two, and now it's going to be four. Because we just kept... Oh, fuck. There was a spider on me. <laughs> because we just kept adding more. Because when we started this, it was going to just release on June 20th. That's West Virginia Day. Yeah. The day we became uh, the 35th State of the Union. And then I was like, what if we talked about like the culture and the food? No, it was music. me. Shut up. It was not your idea at Alyssa, all. And then Alyssa was like, oh yeah, we could talk about the Henry River Gorge Bridge no. and the folklore. No. She's lying. He has it backwards. Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. I just want to talk about the bridge and how old the mountains are. And I want to talk about how we talk. Real weird here. Real weird. You're about to get the real good old-fashioned Appalachian accent because it will get worse as we continue. Now, there is going to be a lot of stuff discussed in the following episodes. You're going to get the good, the the bad. The real the, bad. The worse. And the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a part cryptid episode, so... Shout out to our friend Harmon. Do not let us know if we got anything wrong. Don't correct us. Episode 22. West by God. Now, we can't talk about Appalachia without mentioning the most popular thing we've got going for us. Mothman! I wanted to say. <laughs> now look, Mothman's great, but we have so many other creatures. Creatures living here amongst the hollers. We're going to hit you with a few examples. So I have Bigfoot, which, hello, have you seen any of those Bigfoot hunting TV shows? They are all in Appalachia, not specifically West Virginia, um, which I'm very aware of. That Bigfoot has literally been spotted all over the country, but most of those guys have that real heavy fucking thick Appalachian accent. There's a guy named Huckleberry that hunts Bigfoot in one of those TV shows. Um, one of those guys, Wild Bill, actually lives here in Gasaway. See? Huckleberry just went to the Bigfoot Museum. We have a big Bigfoot Museum. Big Feut. It's a Big Feut Museum. It's actually just down the road from me, too. Yeah. And so is the Flatwoods Monster Museum. She was an alien that some people saw back in the 50s. I even wrote Red was right down the road from her. I didn't know anything about the Flatwoods Monster, so this is my formal apology to Harmon. Um, I guess four kids were playing at the local elementary school, saw some lights shooting across the sky, told their mom, Kathleen, who asked a National Guardsman to join them in the search. His name is Eugene Lemon. They ended up where the lights had crashed and saw a pulsing red light and a 10-foot tall creature with twisted hands and a glowing green face that seemed to levitate off the ground. It hissed at them, and they ran. Now, there's a whole museum, Flatwoods Monster Museum, right in downtown Sutton, 
Yes. Not Flatwoods for some <laughs> stupid reason. And there's also a little restaurant themed after the monster as well. It's called The Spot. It is in Flatwoods. It's actually right behind or right below the hill where the thing took place. Yes. Now, everybody knows the story of Mothman, but I feel like we do need to go a little bit more into Braxy. That's her name while we're talking about Braxy. That's all you, Chief. So she is like a worldwide phenomenon right now, mostly because of how the original story spread. It was the 1950s, you know, everybody was seeing aliens, everybody was seeing UFOs, but this is the only one that was like seen, seen and left evidence behind. At the, let's call it an impact site, I think. That let's works. That. I mean, it says that there was a crash. Right. There was a tree that was completely burned out on the outside, but still like 100% alive and okay on the inside, which I find very, very interesting. Hmm. And allegedly it was so hot that you couldn't touch it for like weeks. Like it was just burning and smoking forever. Hmm. Fallout 76 that released a few years back, ran by Bethesda, also featured Braxy. Now, in the game, it's a lot different than she is in real life, but it's not the first time that Braxy was in the media. There's actually an entire Japanese anime about Braxy. Is there really? There is. The Japanese love Braxy. That's fucking hilarious. You can buy cups and t-shirts and she's on candy. There's all kinds of stuff that you can find about Braxy. Okay, so... There's also a band based out of Morgantown called Captain Catfish, and all they do is sing about the monsters of West Virginia. Oh my god, we might have to listen. We will absolutely have to. We might even toss it into the end of the episode for oh, shits and giggles. Oh, we got you. Um, there is another song written by local Braxtonian Don Lamb called The Phantom of Flatwoods. It's a traditional West Virginia folk song. Um, Monster surprisingly has a Japanese following that Andrew thinks began in the 60s and 80s. Braxy's featured in some video games and was made into figurines. They have an anime, cartoonish look with bright colors and a large toothy mouth. Look at those. But they're so cute! They are the absolute cutest thing in the history of forever. And I'm going to, I'm going to save this picture. We'll put it on Twitter and Facebook. That's so cute! It is adorable. Um, she has a bunch of different names. Are you ready for these? No. The Phantom of Flatwoods. <laughs> the Braxton County Monster. The Flatwoods Monster. The Green Monster of Flatwoods. And just Braxton. There's also like 10 chairs through Braxton County with Braxy's likeness. And if you visit each of them, they give you like a 25% discount at the... Museum? Yeah. Or at the spot? Which one? Oh, maybe both. Maybe both. Anyway, you can get your, you can come down and uh, take your picture with. There's like a you know the cutout whole picture thingy in front of the restaurant called the spot. Yeah, and then while you're down here, you know, like twenty miles away from uh, where we work, you can come and take a tour. Oh my god! Yeah, because we're paid off commission and we need money. <laughs> now we mentioned Mothman, right? Um, we've done episodes 
about Mothman, so we're not going to really dive into it. And by we, I mean I was on one of them and you did the other one. So our special with Appalachian Oddities, we talked a lot about Mothman and the Cornstalk Curse and all of that. So that's a really good episode. And if you're in West Virginia, go to Appalachian Oddities in West, West Virginia. And tell the proprietor that Strange History sent you. Yeah. And she will say something along the lines of, oh my god, Brad and Melissa. <laughs> Um, and then Brad did, uh, before I was here and became the lovely co-host, episode 10, Talking Points, is about the bridge collapse. Correct. Which I had to look up, because I don't know the old episodes as well as these ones. Understandable. Anyway, there's a statue, a museum, and a bunch of restaurants with themes, food, and drinks uh, down in Point Pleasant. And I recently met three gentlemen who had matching t-shirts made for their broad trip. I wish they listened to this. It'd be super funny road trip with a mothman on it so cute it was really cute and they were really nice now before we move on again we're still going to talk about the mothman also featured at fallout 76 yes but my favorite thing about mothman is the statue that massive 12 foot 12 foot tall stainless steel statue has the thickest <laughs> juiciest ass I have ever seen. And I'm pretty sure you said that exact same sentence in the Appalachian Oddities episode. It's such a nice butt. You do not even understand. My Mothman does squats. He does, like, lifting squats. Yeah. <laughs> he squats my entire soul. There's a there's a bot Twitter account called Mothman is Real, and it just tweets things like uh, Mothman is Real and um, lifts. I don't know. So the clap of Mothman's ass cheeks destabilized the Silver Bridge. Another fun thing about Mothman, do you know about the beans? No. Okay, so Point Pleasant police don't know who is doing it, but every day, literally, 365 days a year, never to be caught on security camera, someone sets a can of Bush's baked beans on the Mothman statue. They come and take it and they put it back. It's not the same can of beans. It's always a different can of beans randomly appearing under the Mothman statue. Anyway, that Twitter is at um, MothmanBot and some of these tweets are incredible. Mothman is real and wants to take your Halloween candy. No. Mothman is real and he's my boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I'd date Mothman. <laughs> Me too. Mothman is real and is playing kazoo in your shower. Is that what that sound is? <laughs> Mothman is real and right next to me. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, I'm giving you a bunch of people to follow today. That's, that's what this really is. It's an agenda. <laughs> Keep on creeping on on Instagram and MothmanBot on Twitter. We still have a few more monsters to go over. I'd like to talk about the Grafton monster. Go ahead. You know, I lived in Grafton. I didn't know about the Grafton monster. No one ever remembers the Grafton monster. Now, Grafton monster was first sighted on June 16th, 1964, near the Tigert River. That's going to be Route 119 at 11 o'clock p.m. Okay? The guy who sighted him was named Robert Cockrell, which is a hell of a name. He was the field reporter for the Grafton Sentinel newspaper, which had experienced a massive decrease in popularity. And then this guy was like, oh, there's a fucking monster out there. 
And he described this monster as large and headless, with slick gray skin. And he said that it was very seal-like. A group of high school teenagers also reportedly seeing the monster a few days later and stated that it was at least nine foot tall and about four foot wide. So he's tall and chunky. Authorities investigated in this because West Virginia have West Virginia police have nothing better to do Literally not than investigate monsters. Yeah, monsters. And remove sightings. baked beans from and remove baked beans from Mothman statue. Yeah, they still haven't cleaned up the graffiti where we're either. Well, now, authorities originally stated that it was a polar bear. In West Virginia? Yeah. It ain't that cold here. They stated that it was a malnourished, slightly discolored polar bear that had escaped from a local zoo. Local zoo? There are no zoos in Grafton. There are no, zoo, there are no zoos with polar bears anywhere in the area. There's the Hoover Zoo in Morgantown, but they got like giraffes and birds and yeah. shit. A few days later, those same authorities that originally said, oh, it was a polar bear, reround their cassette tape story and said that it was actually just a simple homeless traveler with a handcart and a series of boxes. At 10 feet tall and 4 feet wide? A homeless man? Sure. Yeah. Well, you couldn't see him. You could just see the boxes, and it just so happened to oh. be the mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. color. Mm. Yeah. Sure. They also said that there was a low humming sound near the river when it was originally reported, which means that the, you know, Robert Cockrell had to get out of his car and walk to the river to hear this strange humming sound after sighting a 10 foot tall, five foot wide thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Also featured in Fallout 76. You know what else is featured in Fallout 76? Where we work? Yeah. Did you know that happens backwards though? I don't play video games. I play The Sims. The you know the, uh, the you know the fingers out of the back of the building. Are they in the front? Yeah, they have them sticking out the front. Are we trademarked? I don't can know. you trademark a building? I don't think you can trademark a building. I'm not a Kirkbride building. They're all the same. We're also a national landmark. I don't think you can copyright. That's fair. Why did they do that then? I think they just fucked up. I don't know. Anyway, next up and lastly <laughs> on our list of strange, creepy mythological creatures, I would like to talk to you about Brain Woos, the Bat Boy. Brain Woos? It's a joke. Okay. He was first sighted outside of an unexplored cave system near Seneca Rocks in 1992. You would think that we know all the unexplored cave systems by... 1992? Especially in Seneca. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, beautiful hiking place, beautiful caverns. I just told people to go there the other day. Anyhow, Bat Boy was apparently the mutated offspring of, and I quote, some creatures who were once human, but were now living underground in the earth. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of a book. Descent. I don't know what that is. You've never seen Descent? No. Oh my god, it's like the scariest movie I've ever seen. Okay, well, Bat Boy reminds me of a book. Um, it's called The End Games by Michael T. Martin, who's a West Virginia author. <laughs> and there's like, I'm not going to like spoil it, spoil it, but it's a zombie apocalypse. It's really, really good. I really recommend it. Um, it's a good YA novel. But there's like this creature that crawls out of the cave and has like big wings towards the end of the book. Interesting. 
Maybe that's bad boy. Maybe. Because he, homie, in this book is a zombie apocalypse, so obviously they can't travel. Main character is a 17-year-old kid. They go from fucking Canaan Valley all the way down to Charleston. You know how long that would take walking? That's a long way. That's a long way. Now, if you're curious, sometimes, I guess, mythological creatures get voting rights. <laughs> and that boy managed to get voting rights in the year 2000? And uh, if you're curious, he's a Democrat, and he supported Al Gore in the 2000, <laughs> in the 2000 presidential election. Probably the only West Virginian who did so. He moved here from out of state. <laughs> that was damn outsider. Who do you think Mothman would vote for? Do you think, I feel like Mothman's secretly a communist. He, oh, for sure. Sure. Homie would take over the world if he could, I think. I think we'd like People him. already worship him. There's a Mothman cult. Right. Also featured in Fallout 76. <laughs> Play these games, read these books, follow these people. You guys are going to have so much to do by the end of this episode. <laughs> by the end of this series. I just want you to know that we are uh, one category in <laughs> and are already pushing 20 minutes. Oh, it's gonna be so fun to this is edit. <laughs> Don't even edit it. No, I'm, honestly, I might not. I might just leave it as is, and we'll we'll see how far it gets us. Maybe it'll be a two parter. Maybe we'll go from five. five. <laughs> Goodness gracious! One of my favorite things ever of all of all the things superstitions and old wives tales. Every person is going to have their own superstition. Every family is going to follow certain things. And old wives' tales are very deeply rooted into my every single day life. Um, some I fully believe in. Some I'm absolutely like, oh, yeah, sure. Whatever. So we both made a list of our favorites. Um, and I'll go first, I guess. So if you open a knife, you have to be the one to close it. It's bad luck if you don't. You spill salt through a pinch of your left shoulder to avoid bad luck. Now, even if I didn't personally spill the salt, if I find a salt shaker that's like knocked over, I will panic, <laughs> fully panic, grab a pinch of salt and throw it over my left shoulder. Some people who spill pepper will also throw salt over their salt over their shoulder. And according to that specific superstition, it's because if you spill pepper, you're inviting the devil in. And if you throw salt, which is pure, you're keeping him away. Interesting. Um, my uncle very much believes this, um, so shout out to my uncle Andy. If a black cat crosses your path, you do an X in front of you in the air with your finger um, so that you don't get the bad luck from that cat. Some people say specifically three, he just does one. I'd never be able to leave my house. I, yeah. All the stray cats around here are black. You own a black cat. I do own a black cat. <laughs> just X's all around. Uh, my in-laws always make cabbage and canned beef on New Year's for good luck. Um, I, I guess that's a thing. I don't know. You're also not supposed to do laundry on New Year's Day because someone in your family will die, which is extreme, but it's a very common theme in a lot of superstitions and old wives' tales. You're also not supposed to start anything on the last day of the year that you can't finish by the new year. Otherwise, it will haunt you for the entire year. You're also not supposed to start... Oh, my God. Not supposed to start. You're also not supposed to start anything on a Friday that you can't finish on a Friday. 
can't eat pie on Tuesday, can't clip your nail, toenails on Thursday, can't clip your I can't eat fingernails pie. on Sunday. I can't eat pie on Tuesday? Now it's bad luck. Mm. Everything that you describe <laughs> as bad luck is things that I do on a normal daily basis. That would explain so much. You know what else explains my horrible luck? <laughs> the fact that I mass murder owls. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Please give context. I have this weird unlucky habit where I hit an owl every few days. I'll just be minding my own business driving to work and they'll be like, oh, truck. Maybe they're just very specifically attacked, attacked, attracted to your truck. Maybe. I don't know why. I can't speak. Clearly. You should do the accent. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> Did you have a dream that someone you know is pregnant? Great. Someone you know is going to die. Did I mention that deaths come in threes? Always threes. Did you have a dream that you or someone you know died? Congrats. You or someone you know is pregnant. How fun. All I do is dream about being killed. My mom had a dream recently um, that was like a real bad nightmare where someone died. And then she had a dream where someone, where my sister got pregnant. Or no, sorry. She had a dream that someone died. And I had a dream that my sister got pregnant. And so we thought that they canceled each other out. I think they do. I mean, we think they do. Ain't I nothing happened yet. Um, you can tell it's going to rain by looking at the trees or if the cows are laying down. By looking at the trees, the leaves on certain trees, not all trees, but on certain ones will start to sort of flip upside down. So instead of being their normal natural green color, it'll be a little bit lighter shade green or almost white. And Brad, would you like to tell how you could tell it was going to rain the other day and how you got it exactly right? I can smell it. <laughs> I can smell it in the wind. I can feel it in the earth. I was on tour, and some guy said, oh, those clouds look dark. And I said, and I quote, yeah, it's going to rain in about five and a half minutes. We're going to be, it's going to happen before I get done with this next story. And he said, no, it won't. And lo and behold, about five and a half minutes later, before I could finish my story, it was like a whole torrential downpour. Horrible. I love being Southern. Um, something I was told growing up, but apparently isn't a real thing. But this is very much what my dad told me. If you touch a baby bird and, like, take it out of its nest or whatever, then its mom won't come back because it has your scent, which is not fucking true. Really? But I fully believed that it was. I still believe it. No, yeah, don't touch baby birds because their mom ain't going to come back. Uh, my family is also, we like to walk around cemeteries. I have dragged Brad to one, I think on two separate occasions. Maybe. Well, yeah, we went to the Civil War one. Yes, and then... Where my grandparents yeah. are buried. <laughs> there is a right way and a wrong way to walk in a cemetery. You have to walk sort of behind the graves, not in front of them, so that you're not stepping on anybody. That's just something my mama taught me. If you move, don't take your broom or your mop. My mom... I knew the broom thing. My mom told me the mop thing. Don't take your old broom and your old mop to your new place. Because if you bring them, you're bringing in all the dirt and all the bad luck you had at your old house. My best friend's grandma, shout out to Marjorie. Ghost hey! Ghost grandma. Ghost grandma. You should probably... She's a real person, but I have a ghost grandma at work. Her name is Marjorie. Anyway, warm hands, cold heart. If they have cold hands, they have a warm heart. Disgusting. Which is always super cute. Um, something I do pretty much daily. If you say something that you don't want to happen, you knock on wood three times so it won't come true. Sometimes there's just no wood around you. I don't know. So you just say knock on wood. 
there's no wood around you. It's an interesting thing to mention, seeing as how West Virginia is 99.4% forested. Well, what if you're in a car? Get out. Walk across the highway and knock on a goddamn tree. Anyway, if you're having a fire with some friends and the smoke keeps coming towards you, smoke follows beauty. Is that why I can't be around fires? That's not why you can't be around fires. No, you know it. Because I'm incredibly flammable. Yeah. All right, well, I guess it's my turn since you finished off your list. If your ears are burning, someone is talking about you. And my ears are always on fire. <laughs> it could be stress. Or it could be the fact that I'm just a hot topic and everybody wants to talk about Brad. Sure. Don't whistle after dark. It attracts things. Does that does that have to be outside or inside? Like it's just don't outside. whistle in general? Outside. Outside. Okay. If you find a penny heads up, you can take it and keep it. But if it's heads down, you have to give it away. It's bad luck otherwise. I didn't know the heads down thing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Don't be the first person in a room, but don't be the last out of the room either. It's kind of hard though when there's only two people, but go on, I guess. What do you, why can't you be the first person or the last person? That makes doing our job incredibly difficult. It's supposed to be bad luck. It's supposed to be an omen. Because we either have to go first or last. Yeah. Sometimes I shut myself in the middle through one like stairwell, but. Yeah, I feel that. But no, it's, uh, it's supposedly bad luck to be the first person to walk into a room, and it's worse luck to be the last person out of the room. We're to fight our way through the door when we leave. Wait, logical loophole. We walk side by side <laughs> through the door. We just have to make sure we cross the threshold at the same time. That works. You can tell how bad the weather will be based on how black the woolly ones are. I did know that. Not accurate. No. Not a bit. Little worms ain't gonna say how much it's gonna smell. I mean, they try. They're just called meteorologists. <laughs> okay. Meteorology is 90% lying and 10% guessing. I'm just saying. I'd like to apologize to all the meteorologists on behalf of strange history. You need to keep a broom, a flower, bird seed, something like that outside your door. Sometimes when things try to get into your home, they get distracted and they have to count stuff before they can enter. Things? Things. You're not supposed to say their name. It attracts them. Can I have a hint? We've talked about it. It starts with an H. What? Oh, fuck it. I got like four burn feet. No, it's okay. No, 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 no. Okay, so it's back to the, the monsters, the mythology and things. H. They're called haints. The fuck is a haint? Haints are evil spirits, and their entire thing is getting into your home to kidnap you in your sleep and take you back to the cave and eat you. But they have ADD or ADHD. They have to count things. So if you keep a broom above your door, they have to count each and every bristle before they can come inside. Huh. If you keep like a bird feeder outside, they have to count every single seed. Oh, we got like seven of those at my house. Yeah, I felt I got like... And we have a whole garden. I felt like three outside. And you know, I have two giant dogs. And um, the flower is actually 
because they have to count the individual seeds in the flower. So if you've got like a sunflower, they have to stop and count, set, set and count, sow and count, Jesus Christ, <laughs> every single little thingamajig. All right. And now I can kidnap just because I said that word. All right. Well, I mean, I said it too. So right. I'll, see, I'll see you in the cave, okay. I guess. Fantastic. Maybe it'll be an undiscovered cave. With that boy. And we'll get the... Was it 500 bucks that you get if you find a cave in yeah. West Virginia? Yeah, which is... Oh, I'm going to talk about that, too. <laughs> so cool. Um, these are some more superstitions that I found um, from this really great book that our friend Katie over at Appalachian Audiences gave me. Uh, Witches, Ghosts, and Signs, and More Folk Tales. No, that's not it. Yeah, just Witches, Ghosts, and Signs by Patrick W. Gaynor. So it's bad luck to bring a hoe in the house. That why that relationship didn't <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I even wrote, I was like, I know they need farm equipment, but it made me laugh. So yeah, bad luck to bring a hoe in the house. Uh, a howling dog means death. Mine never shut up. Bye. Thank God. Speaking of bye, it's bad luck to sell someone goodbye. To sell them goodbye. To tell them goodbye. Yeah, I hate goodbye or just bye. Hate it. I think bye, I'm fine with bye, but goodbye, absolutely not. You know, um... Goodbye is actually a shortened version of an old English phrase, God be with you. Yes. Moving on. I'm an educated woman. Uh, if you receive a knife as a gift, you have to give that person a penny so that it doesn't break your friendship. thought it was cute. Gotta keep a penny on hand at all times in case someone, someone just, gifts yeah. you a knife. Yeah. Um, and if you sneeze when putting on your shoes, you have to go back to a bed to avoid bad luck. Again, so, everything that I do on a daily basis is bringing me bad luck. So if you need an excuse to get out of work, sneeze when you're putting on your shoes. Because then you have to go back to bed. Because, oh my god, we don't want that bad luck. Yeah, no, no. We don't want that. Never, never, never. And that's all I have for... Yeah, I think... Um, superstitions. The only thing that I can think of that isn't necessarily superstition, but sort of ties into old wives' tales, is folk healing. Okay. And I have a little bit of stuff for that. So, um, you know, this isn't necessarily like an Appalachian cultural thing because there are many cultures around the world that don't use modern medicine to cure different ailments. They use like random herbs and plants and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like your tummy's upset, drink peppermint tea or that sort of thing. Drink fucking Sprite. Is that an Appalachian thing or that's just like other people thing? No, I was always told to drink Coca-Cola if your stomach's upset. Yeah, Sprite and ginger ale is what we did at my house. No, no, no. Grandma just kept not Coca-Cola, but like cola extract on hand. It came in like a little glass bottle, maybe maybe the size of a shot glass. And she'd put a little bit in a cup of ground up ice and pour some Coca-Cola inside of it. I don't know what exactly cola extract was. But I never felt better in my life. It was cocaine. <laughs> I like that you had that relation. <laughs> my grandmother was microdosing with cocaine. <laughs> That's fine. But, like, for example, poison ivy is really common in this fucking state. Oh my god. Good god, is it everywhere. I thought I had someone on my hand the other day, but it went away. I don't know if it was or not. I don't go outside. Um, anyway, poison ivy has a bunch of different things. Like, in Witches, Ghosts, and Signs, that same book I just mentioned, um, he said that some people use gunpowder and sweet milk or ground up burnt mussel shells, nightshade, and uh, water and turn it into a paste and put it on um, your poison ivy or lime water. 
Would you like to know what my mother and her ex-husband put on me when I had fucking poison ivy and then eventually got poison sumac, which is so much worse, by the way. My stepdad, when I was a young child, I played in the woods, and I got poison ivy all over my legs. He put gasoline on my poison ivy. My dad does that too. What the fuck? Okay. I had never heard of that. And, I, and he was like, here, let me put some gas on there. And it'll, it'll, it's supposed to dry it out. And I guess it worked. You know what my mom put on my poison sumac in seventh grade? What? Bleach. Oh, God. She would get a wa- an old washcloth, and I had it all over my arms. It was covered, both arms all the way up. And it was bad. And she would get bleach in and put it on. I literally poured bleach on myself every day before fucking school. Jesus. You know what my dad's cure passed down to him from his father, by his grandfather, by his great-grandfather was? What? When you mess with poison ivy, pluck one of the leaves off, and when you're done doing whatever it is you're doing, eat the leaf. Oh, of course. My dad has never had poison ivy, and he lives on a whole farm. My dad's never had poison ivy, but he is not allergic. Because that's what it is. When you get it, it means you're allergic. My dad used to be a tree trimmer, and he, first of all, small man. You know, and so they would make him climb up on all the trees and cut the limbs down from the higher up. And if it had poison ivy, he was the one who was sent up because he couldn't get poison ivy, which feels like a gene I should have maybe fucking inherited so that my stepdad didn't have to pour gasoline on my legs when I was eight. And you should try, I don't know, eating a leaf. Eating a leaf. Sure. What's the worst that will happen? Your throat will close up and you'll die a horrible, agonizing death. I'll see myself out. I'm going to say that about every single part, but this has been so important to me. And this honestly, I think is like a huge factor into how we got into the discussion of doing a West Virginia episode, right? which is dialect, because good God, do we talk weird here? And it's so much fun. And I've been trying really hard to get my Appalachian accent back. I purposely got rid of it as I got older because people will make fun of you. I'm sure if you have an accent or say weird words or words weirdly, people make fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. Even here in my own home. (laughs) So I, I worked really hard to get rid of it. And especially now that I'm a tour guide, I have a specific voice that I use so that I can be clear, concise. And I don't know. But I've had so many people ask me this past year, oh, why don't you have an accent like everybody else? I was bullied. Thanks for asking. Um, But I recently started reading this book that we won't talk about because I have not good opinions on it, but it's a book that takes place in Appalachia. And there's some sort of accents in there and you can tell how they talk. So I was just like really getting into it. And Brad and our friend Harmon over at Cryptic Code was like, bring the accent back, bring it out. So... You're about to hear some weird words that may or may not sound weird to you because I think we only have part of our audience in this state. (laughs) What the smallest portion of our audience (laughs) is in this state. So shout out to Texas. (laughs) Shout out to Dallas, Texas, still holding strong at 29% of our entire listener base. I don't know what it is that's interesting, Dallas, Texas. But I feel like we should just go and hang out with them for a day. I feel like we should. Road trip. Yeah, road trip down to Dallas. Little table, little booth. Meet the Strange History crew. We're going to get like five people. 
And you know what? We appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so we have a lot of cultural influences from around the world. And I think you probably are going to talk a little bit more about that. You um, could. If maybe. You anyway, German, Irish, Polish, Italian, a little bit of everything thrown into the mix as everywhere. But a big part of how we speak here has to do with isolation. This state is incredibly isolated. These mountains, you have to think back in the day when we didn't have cars or anything like that, are completely impassable by just walking or even by horses. It's difficult to travel. For a great example before she moves on, where we work in Weston, West Virginia, today is like a six hour car ride to Richmond, Virginia. It's the original capital of the province of Virginia. If you did not, if you owned a horse, that's a three day consecutive horseback ride. If you are riding just during sunup hours, if you have to walk it from Richmond, Virginia to Weston, Virginia, that is an almost two and a half week walk. Just if you're walking 15 hours a day, that doesn't count for bathroom breaks, sleeping, things like that. Incredibly isolated still to this day. Yep. There's not a lot of ways to get out of West Virginia. Nope. And if you're traveling through West Virginia, you're you're in the mountains. Yeah. This was an important note I wrote at the beginning but didn't get to say. There are other states in Appalachia, but West Virginia is the only state that is fully in the Appalachian Mountains. We are the Appalachian Mountains. And so that, again, adds to that isolation, adds to the way that we say words because we had some of that sort of older English influence as well as other languages, and people from the outside weren't coming in, and if they were, tell them to get out. Yeah. We're friendly, but not always. You know, some areas, like literally holler by holler, even have their own languages. Yes, they do. Deep set way, way back in nowhere. There are people who you literally cannot even talk to, even by modern standards, mm -hmm. because they still speak what's called Old Kentucky English. Yeah. An important thing as well, before we get into these very specific words, the word itself, Appalachia. Everybody says it different, but there is only one right way to say it, and I will not hear it any other way. It's Appalachia, and all be all. If you say Appalachia, I'll throw an apple at you. Appalachia. I hate you so much. Why? That. It's important. Anyway, some of my favorite words. Buggy. <laughs> I said this to some friends in college once, um, and they had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. It is a shopping cart. You go to Walmart, get yourself a buggy. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, for... Words like geographical words, holler, it's a valley, essentially, but holler. With a single road going in and out. No shoot-offs. Yeah. Uh, crick instead of creek. Crick. Uh, run, which is also just a holler. Here we tell time, or we tell distance by time, so we don't say it's five miles down the road, we say it's about ten minutes away. And people do not understand that. I've noticed that. Oh, when people are like, oh, where's a good place to eat? And it's like, oh, if you go about five minutes. No, like when they're like, oh, are you, do you live around the area? Like, are you native to here where you work? We have this thing called West Virginia native. 
I live only 30 miles away from where I work. But it takes me almost an hour to get to where I work. Easier to just say I live an hour away. And then people are so surprised, like, oh my God, that's such a long commute. But in West Virginia, there's no other choice. Yeah. It's, it's the shortest commute I've ever had. Right. I mean, before I got this job, I, I had an almost an hour commute yeah. up to Clarksburg. Anyway, toboggan, which you said the other day, and I didn't know that you knew that word. And I feel like not a lot of people not from here don't know that word. I love toboggan. Toboggan. It's like a beanie, a hat. I don't know what they call it in Canada. Something different. Something. Something different. Canada. A took, a took, something a took. like that. A took. Took. Tuck. Something like that. Um, and then <laughs> town and city and county names. Here we go. All right. No one believes these. No, they do not. We got Kanawa, which some people just say Kanawa. 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 But you have to say the wa part at the end. It's important. It's Kanawa. Kanawa. It's K-A-N-A-W-H-A. Kanawa. Yeah, Kanawa. It's a county and a bar in Buckhannon. Uh, it was also going to be the original name of the state, too. Kanawa? They wanted to name it Kanawa. Or Vidalia. Kill myself. Kanawa or Vidalia. <laughs> Philippi, which some people don't say it. Philippi? Philippi. Some people say Philippi. No, smack them. And then we have Canaan, which in the Bible is Canaan. Because it's spelled the same. Right. But here in West Virginia, it's Canaan. And finally, my absolute favorite, because people look at you like you are the dumbest son of a bitch on the planet, Hurricane. It is spelled exactly like Hurricane. And they will tell you to your face that you have said it wrong. Yep. They are not afraid of you. Hurricane. I'm also a huge fan of Bogerhole. What? There is a town in Clay County called Bogerhole. All right. Spell Boogerhole. <laughs> Seriously. All right. The town I'm from, people pronounce weird all the time. I've noticed recently um, at work, people say Buchanan, because that's how you say it, the one down in Virginia. But we have a K. Right. <laughs> and, that I keep forgetting. And it's Buck Cannon. Buck Cannon. Huntington. Oh, my God. We had someone who showed up work the other day. They were really, really nice people. And we were like, oh, where are you guys from? And, uh... She goes, Hunting Huntington. And I said, You're not from around here, are you? I said, What? And she said, Huntington. And then I said, Not originally, though, right? And her husband was like, No, how could you tell? We're from South Carolina. And I said, It's the way you said it. I don't care if there's a goddamn T in that fucking word. It is Huntington. Not Huntington. 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 Shame. Something that's a little bit more Southern, maybe not necessarily Appalachian. And more older. Not really something our generation or even a little bit older than us would say, but definitely probably grandparents. Poke. Never heard it. Means grocery bag. Never heard it. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, give me a Walmart bag. So poke and poke. I would like to, uh, can you scroll back up real quick? This one right here. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, I didn't see that. Sorry, I forgot. That's my, I get bullied. Okay. In my own home, <laughs> for the words that I cannot say properly, and I feel like it needs to be addressed, that we have our own specific 
accents and enunciations on certain words. Like? My mama says tiger instead of tiger. I can't say 19 without sort of stretching it out. It's 19. And I don't say this, but my dad does. Wash instead of wash. Go get me a washcloth. cloth. For me, the only word that I have trouble with that I say on a pretty consistent basis is iron. Uh, yeah, iron is how I say it. Iron. Iron. You gotta stretch it. It's not iron, it's iron. Iron. There you go. Iron. <laughs> iron. Um, very specifically, I found this in the book. Yes, we read here. Um, we had extra sounds I to our words. Like um, doors and gonna be door. Door. I know that doesn't sound that different, but door into door, door. You're adding an extra long vowel sound. If we have a D at the end of a word, like hold, it's gonna be holt. It's gonna turn into a T sound. Taking the G off words, which really isn't that uncommon, but then we'll add an A to that word. So instead of saying, are you going? It's, are you going? I noticed that a lot growing up and it used to aggravate me to no end as a small child. Are you going to sort with me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, get is more like get. Egg can be egg instead of egg. Egg. Get, I'm using my real, I took a linguistics class in college. I'm getting real deep at fish. Fish. Or catch me a fish. Fire becomes fire. Or, or my grandpa calls them fours. Oh, okay. Because he says, he uses both words. He uses fire and four. Okay. Fires are small. Fours are big. That's his logic behind it. And if you say, hey, I'm going to have a fire, he will come and he will judge whether or not it is big enough to be a fire or four. All right. Um, my dad says push instead of push. And then we got uh, tar instead of tire. Tar. Need new tires from a car. Um, and if it ends in the W, like we said, holler, that's typically hollow is technically what it's called, but it's holler. Meadow becomes matter, fellow becomes feller. Taters. Taters. Maters. Maters. If it ends in an A, it might change it to a Y, so soda becomes sodi, which is a very old person. Like, that's old Appalachian. Uh, yeah. Go get me a sodi. Uh, Sarah comes Sari. No. Just changing someone's name to my name from Alyssa would be Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssia. Alyssia. <laughs> we did the same role change. And then we have some weird phrases here, which someone said this to me the other day because I give ghost tours. So people are going to see some weird shit, right? And this guy, I guess something happened, like a toy moved or something in this one room. And he goes, I'm as sober as a judge. And I saw that move. Like he was beyond shocked. When I was like sober as a judge. Okay. And I love it. Um, smart as a whip, dead as a doornail, naked as a jaybird, and someone the other day said to us, liquored up. This is a good place to get liquored up. He's drunk, and I fucking love it. I think it's so funny. I don't have any fun phrases. You don't have any fun phrases? Nope. Oh, um, one, I don't know if you can consider it specifically Appalachian. I've got two that I've always heard growing up. One being... The other day, which could mean anything from yesterday to five fucking years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my grandpa is still telling my relatives that I graduated just the other day, and it was in 20-fucking-14. <laughs> and the other one is, uh, 
just down the road a piece. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. Just down the road a piece? Just down the road a piece. And that is not an accurate unit of measurement because just down the road a piece, specifically to my grandpa, is the distance between his house in Rosedale, West Virginia, and his mother's house in Lake Milton, Ohio. It's just a little piece down the road, despite the fact that it's a nine and a half hour trip one way. I love that man. Down the road a piece. Here's some Appalachian expressions from this book's called It Happened in West Virginia, Remarkable Events That Shaped History by Rick Steelhammer, which I rented from my local library. It's a great local library. Rented? Checked out? Checked out. This man is so contrary, if you throw him in a river, he flowed upstream. I don't know what that means, but cool. They, she walked so slow, they have to set stakes to see if she's a-moving. He was so drunk he couldn't hit the ground with his hat. I was so dang dizzy I had to hold on to the grass before I could lean against him on, on the ground. <laughs> I'm so hungry my belly thinks my throat is cut. So hungry I could eat a horse. You look like something a cat drug in and a dog wouldn't eat. Couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. <laughs> He's dumber than last year's bird's nest with the bottom out. I love that. <laughs> We went so fast we burnt the wind. And I'm as cold as a grave digger's backside. Alright then. <laughs> Some nice Appalachian phrases for ya. Let's talk food. Food. <laughs> Sweet, delicious, necessary, and nutritious food. Some of these I miss so very much because I've been vegetarian for five years. It is a real fucking tragedy. First one I got on the list, ramps. Never tried them. Hate the smell of them. I have. I love the smell of them. I have never tried them. My boyfriend Kevin fucking hates them. Like he gets vehemently, physically angry when he thinks about ramps. They are wild onions. That's literally it. And going to a public school in the state of West Virginia during ramp season was the worst experience of my <laughs> life because everywhere you went. All you could smell were, were, the the, were the redneck boys with their literal pockets full of ramps. You know my school banned them? That's fucking hilarious. It got so bad in 2012 that the school just banned them. You know what's fucked? My friend Nate just told me, shout out to Nate if you're listening, um, just told me that they're becoming like a trend. Yeah, in other states. They're, they're becoming really popular. Mm -hmm. Which is really fucking funny because you can't buy ramps. Yeah. You can buy them on the side of the goddamn road or if you know somebody, but it's not something that you can like propagate. Right. They just, they just grow. grow. They just show up. Yeah. And because they're being picked so often by all these Appalachian families who are always fucking jazzed for ramp season, we're running out. So quit it. Let them grow. Let them come back. Next up. Pepperoni rolls. Oh my god. Made by Italian miners just to have something, and I mean like coal miners, not Italian children. <laughs> but seeing as how a lot of children were working in the mines, both might be correct. Either way, super duper simple, something else that no one believes exists. It's a piece of bread and a piece of pepperoni. And sometimes cheese. Sometimes cheese. And that's it. 
And people who are, come from out of state look at these things that you can buy in gas stations and Walmart and Kroger and every mom and pop store in the state. And you look at it and you're like, what the hell is the big deal about a piece of pepperoni, a piece of bread, and sometimes some cheese, but Jesus Christ. They're so good. And everybody makes theirs so different. Everyone. Like there's specific pepperoni roll brands that I like and brands that I don't like. Agreed. The Walmart pepperoni rolls, I think are disgusting. They are. Now the pepperoni rolls that you get at like Sheets, which is a gas station here in West Virginia, but it's originally from PA. Um, you know what I'm talking about with the yeah. real big labels from the big family bakery? That shit, the hot cheese pepperoni rolls, oh my god. No offense to my mom, I like my mom's pepperoni rolls, but they're not that level good. Because instead of just being like sliced pepperoni, it's like a, it's a stick. Yeah. Which is so good. And then the donut shop in Buchanan, West Virginia. Super good donuts, by the way. Incredible pepperoni rolls. Because they shred their pepperoni. And then they add cheese. And you can get regular cheese or hot cheese. And that shit is like melty, ooey gooey. Yeah. And that's so fucking greasy. And my high school's pepperoni rolls were so good. And so many people were asking for the recipe. They finally put it online. Good. So Buchanan Upshur High School pepperoni roll recipe. A godsend. Those women would bake them the last Thursday of every month. I love my homemade pepperoni rolls because I don't use like regular rolls. I get croissant rolls. That's what my mom does. Kind of flatten them out and then I take butter and garlic and melt it in the microwave, spread it across. I do the whole pieces of pepperoni, but I just line the fucking thing like it's a pizza. And then I do provolone cheese. Ooh. Because I'm a sucker for Pro Bowl. Oh, is so good. And then just roll it back up and bake it. Boom. Bing, bang, boom. And keep, you know those like food videos you'll see on like Facebook and shit? All these people making pepperoni roll-ups. Go up. Go away. No. Yeah, get the fuck out. Make a fucking pepperoni roll or come try one yeah. and leave. I like them so much. I didn't get to eat, like I said, I've been vegetarian for about five years now. My One of my best friends, Katie. Hi, Katie. She made me. Uh, vegetarian pepperoni rolls once with some pepperoni that she found and I have not been able to find any in forever um and they were so good and I was so grateful when I lived in Colorado I brought some back to me for some friends and I was like you have to try these fucking pepperoni rolls next up you have pawpaw fruit what the fuck is a pawpaw fruit so pawpaw fruit is something that only grows here um my sit, my oldest sister has tried pawpaw fruits, and she described them as sort of a mango, custard, banana, pineapple sort of situation. Is the best way I can describe it. Um, they're very tropical looking, and is the largest edible fruit tree in the United States. They're the tree itself is kind of small, about 35 feet tall. It grows in patches at the understory of a forest, and is the uh, shade of taller trees. The flowers are inconspicuous and maroon-colored. This is all from my sister, by the way. This is just shit that she knew off the top of her head. So if it's wrong, you can come for her. Um, the flowers eventually bear the fruit of pawpaw. It's technically a berry, and they grow in clusters of three or four. They're heavy and usually weigh down small branches of the tree. They're sort of light green to brown, and they usually have brown to black spots on the outside. The inside fruit is yellow and super creamy when it's ripe, and then there's large brown seeds in the middle. It is incredibly hard to ship this fruit. It goes bad pretty much as soon as you pick it. Interesting. So it's really hard to like 
get it like commercial market wise and you literally have to just find it in the middle of fucking nowhere interesting she said she'd take me in this later in the summer if i had the time okay if we go we'll go and next we have apple butter i love apple butter now I'm sure you guys might know apple butter. You can get it everywhere, but it is not real apple butter unless some old man makes it over an open fire mm-hmm. in a cast iron cauldron. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's just apple flavored butter, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Go fuck yourself. Okay, and it's not like a butter. It's more like a. It's like a sauce. It's like applesauce, but different somehow. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain, but really, really good. Delicious. We also eat coleslaw on hot dogs. It's a very West Virginia thing. Some of us. I just prefer my hot dogs with bacon and ketchup. My brother also eats them with bacon and ketchup. I don't eat hot dogs. Though they make vegetarian ones, I've been really into the vegetarian corn dogs. We also got deer meat, which you fancy people know is a venison. Ugh. A beautiful, amazing thing the white-tailed deer is. You know, there's an entire, there's a dairy queen in Summers County, West Virginia right on the banks of the New River, in the city of Hinton. I will give you everything except the address. Go find it for yourself. And they sell venison hot dogs year-round. So good. So good. We also have Tudor's Biscuit World, which sounds fucking insane. (laughs) It's not just, like, it's not just biscuits. It's mostly biscuits. It's mostly biscuits. But it's biscuits with stuff. Yeah, like biscuits and gravy. Ham and cheese. Yeah, you can get like sandwiches, like breakfast sandwiches. It's mostly breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. Like chicken. Yeah. Or really biscuits. Good. Really good hot dogs. Like I told you yesterday, I haven't been since 2014, so. Ah, oh, the golden delicious apple. Which are from Clay County. They were doing in 1905. See, that's interesting because the source I found said that they were originating in Clay County in, in 1775. Another source said the 1860s. So who the hell knows how long West Virginians have been hoarding a golden delicious apple. But they're so good. I love them. They're great. As compared to the goddamn morel mushroom. Oh, I yeah, those goddamn motherfucking morel mushrooms. I hate them. I don't mind mushrooms. I think they're good. Uh, morel mushrooms have tiny little holes. I, they're disgusting. And all these people on Facebook will post them. And be like, oh, look at my morel mushroom haul, and it's disgusting, and I wish you all would stop. Yes, I know the phobia, but it's only with the mushrooms. I don't care if other things have small holes. It's just these mushrooms. Trigger that phobia based around fungus. Okay, well. Moonshine. 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 The shit you get in the jar is not moonshine. The shit that you can buy in a fucking liquor store is not moonshine. It is not moonshine unless some man with no teeth who hasn't left the holler in the past three years makes it for you. Sam's row. Sam's row. <laughs> I'm serious. I showed up to a party once in college, and this kid, who was not from West Virginia, but like went to school in West Virginia, was just from Pennsylvania, so I'll count it a little bit. You're on thin ice. He walked up to me at a party. He goes, you want some shine? And I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, I do. And that shit is good. It will ruin your life, but that shit is good. We have a family Halloween party we do every year. I brought some college friends once. My stepdad gave one of my friends from New York moonshine. He died. <laughs> he didn't actually die, but like, he was gone. 
That was it. He threw up all night. It was so fucking funny. My grandpa has a quart gallon moonshine that he keeps in the back of his fridge for the sole purpose of killing canker sores. Because it's folk healing. It's like 200 proof pure alcohol. And if this man gets a sinus infection, he just cracks it open and smells it. If he has a sore tooth, he takes a drink of it, rubs it on canker sores. I have watched him like break cups trying to wash them, cut his hands to shred, and just dip his hand inside that moonshine and go about his business. You know what? When my dad gets a severe cut, you know what he does? Super glue. Interesting. He just super glues it shut. My dad just throws sand in it. My dad super glues it. That just the sand and sometimes duct tape. Last weird food I got for you, potato candy. Never heard of it until now. Oh my, it's so good. It's literally potatoes, sugar, and peanut butter. Super easy to make. Does not sound like it would taste good, but it really, really does. Interesting. It's good. If I ever get some, because you have to, again, get it from a random right. man who made it at home, um, I'll bring you some. We should just capitalize on the fact that there's so much stuff you can't get anywhere else except West Virginia and just open a food store. We should. Strange history food. Strange food history. <laughs> you know, while we're talking about foods, there are whole festivals just for food in the state of West Virginia. Strawberries. We just went to the strawberry festival. We did. It oh was so God. much fun. It's in my hometown of Buckhannon. They did the 80th. Maple syrups and pickens. Honey. I do not know what that one is. Ramps. Mm -hmm. The goddamn state. <laughs> the Apple Festival. Yes. It's in Clay County. Okay. Pepperoni rolls. Black walnuts, which is in Spencer. Yeah. I marched that parade route more than once. The Molasses Festival. Buckwheat Pancake Festival. Molasses Festival is actually in the same town as my little gun store. Cute. Which is not open. <laughs> Apple butter. West Virginia Slaw Dogs, and lastly... It's the Roadkill Cook-Off. Roadkill and Wild Game. Do you know the state of West Virginia is the only state in the U.S. that allows you to collect roadkill? Yeah, if you hit a deer on the side of the road, take it home. It's yours now. Yeah, you own that shit. Mm -hmm. Makes a nice deer jerky. I'm sure you missed that too. Oh my god, I want deer meat so bad. I want deer meat and a goddamn pepperoni roll. I got you. I'm going to cave one day and just give up my five-year streak of being a vegetarian. I need a fucking pepperoni roll. I got you. And then immediately puke and cry. Anyway, that's weird food. Harmon, I just love your mustache, man. Thank it you. is so defined. You look so mature with that. Thanks, man. Upkeep is a bit of a struggle, but I do it for the vibes. Upkeep? You know, I actually have some stuff that can help with that. Have you heard of the beard struggle? Oh, you mean the thing I deal with every day? No, the company. The Beard Struggle is a company dedicated to the growth and preservation of beards. They offer a long range of products from oils and balms to butters, shampoos, heated brushes, and even growth supplements. It wasn't in the script, but that does sound wonderful, but... Conditions... Rollers, Cologne! Brad, I... Go check out all the cool stuff over on thebeardstruggle.com and use coupon code STRANGE at checkout for 15% off your order. 15% with the code STRANGE? <laughs> I do like saving. Once more, that's thebeardstruggle.com and apply coupon code STRANGE at checkout for 15%. That's code STRANGE. Build yourself a better, stronger beard.
So this is just the random bullshit. <laughs> That's about, what we'll call it. Yes, random bullshit about the state of West Virginia that we couldn't fit anywhere else. I labeled it culture and things that didn't fit anywhere else. Same thing. Uh, yeah. West Virginia's entire culture is bullshit ass ridiculousness. Yes. But in a good way. Yes. Would you like to start or do you want me to start? Um, I feel like I've started most of them, so. Fantastic. The state of West Virginia was the first and only state to be created on a presidential proclamation. 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 On the 28th of June, 1863, President Abraham, you know, Lincoln, stated the obvious by saying, hey, West Virginia should probably be a state. There was actually an entire court case about that in 1865, and no other United States states are allowed to be formed out of another state because of all the fucking drama around the creation of the state of West Virginia. Because we basically stole half the state of Virginia anyway. Oh yeah, and we stole the one thing that they invested a shit ton of money in. You're right. And now we work there. And now we work there. <laughs> what hell? <laughs> oh my, are we taking turns? Yeah, we're just going to take turns. Okay. So, okay. So, if you've never looked at a map, of the United States, specifically West Virginia. Fun fact for you, we look like a goddamn middle finger. We got the northern panhandle, the eastern panhandle, dogs in the background. Jesus Christ, how many dogs are out there? <laughs> anyway, one time in college, my, uh, oh God, what did he teach? Politics professor asked me where I was from because he was from West Virginia. Um, I told him, Upshur County, he said, I have no idea where that is. He holds up a middle finger and he tells me to point. And so I pointed, he was like, oh, I've been down there. What the fuck? So yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. I do it with tourists at work all the time. They say, I'll, they'll tell me what town they're from. I'm like, what county is that? And they'll, they'll hold up a middle finger and be like, oh, it's about right there. All right, works for me. Up next is the New River Gorge and the bridge and what is attributed to, which is also featured in Fallout 76. The New River Gorge Bridge was once the largest single-span arch bridge in the entire world, and today is the largest in the entirety of the Western Hemisphere. Do you know how big it is? How big is it, Brad? From the from one corner to another, it's 3,031 feet long. So almost? Almost a mile. All right. Shameless power plug, because the building we work in is the largest hand-cut stone facade in the entirety of the Western Hemisphere. Anyway, there's an entire state holiday based around that godforsaken oh, bridge. Oh, I know. I just explained this to other people the other day. It's called Bridge Day, and the entire holiday is basically crazy-ass people from the state of West Virginia jumping off this 870-foot-tall bridge. Of course, with bungee jumps and... Uh, Parachutes. That's the one. You know... Another weird thing is that the impact when you jump off the bridge doesn't kill you. It's the heart attack on the way down. Because the air pressure is so different. Anyway, picture this. <laughs> weird name for a river, too. It's called the New River, which is really dumb since it's one of the oldest rivers in the entire fucking planet. And there are several species of endemic fish there. It means they can only be found in the New River. They are specific species of fish, isolated just to the New River Gorge. 
It's also the only river on the continent that flows south to north. Because the new river was around before fucking gravity and before the mountains around it. What the hell? It has been forming for that long. It's also the last remaining block of unfragmented mid-latitude forested area in the entire world, which is just a really fancy way of saying that it is so old, it has its own self-contained ecosystem, unlike anything else on the planet. And it's a national forest, isn't it? it so is, it can't be touched. As of last year, a national forest. Oh. Yes. All right. Yes. The entirety of the New River State Park was converted into a national park. And it has already seen an uptick in tourism by almost 500%. In one year, it was visited almost 2 million times. Oh my god. I mean, it's beautiful. It is absolutely Highly gorgeous. recommend New River Gorge. Beautiful, beautiful. Now you start okay. No, it's okay. I didn't know you had more to say about the bridge. I have so much bridge stuff. Okay, so this is a scenario that I personally just went through doing this project actually while I was typing this. I was in this situation. Um, so working on my little podcast in a little local coffee shop, and I just left all my shit on the table to go to the bathroom. Would you do that anywhere else? No. Right. But in this little coffee shop in the middle of a small town in West Virginia, you best believe laptop. Fucking purse, wallet, whole thing. I took my phone with me. I went to the bathroom. and came back. And guess what? All my stuff was still there. This is a small town. Well, at least your stuff was still there. I mean, no one's going to take it. That's what I mean. Right. I left my keys in my car ignition once to go run inside and get dog food from the store real quick. I it was mean, still there. I don't want my truck or my house. I, yeah. So... You know, the state of West Virginia was the first state in the United States to institute a sales tax. We were also the first state to get um, food stamps. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well then, little Miss Smarty Pants, did you know that the first paved road in the United States was in Charleston, West Virginia? Yes, because I told you that. Bullshit. I showed you. I gave you that book on my phone and was like, look, one of the first paved roads. Was in Charleston. Okay, now I do remember that. Yeah. Anyway, that was in 1873, and it was laid by Mordecai Levi. Beautiful name. Oh, love, and love it. The reason he decided to um, pave the roads in Charleston was because he just didn't like dirt roads. They were unslightly and dirty and uncomfortable. Felt. So he paved Summer Street and later got his brick-making machine patented. And his machine is now the like actual brick layer that is used for laying bricks. All right. No, yeah, we were the first uh, when they introduced food stamps or SNAP or you know whatever you want to call it. The first place they brought it to was Appalachia. To fifteen member members of I think like three different families. Interesting. Got the first sort of food assistance program. In the United States. I don't know that. Yeah. Huh. West Virginia feet. 
does that mean to you? West Virginia feet means I can walk on goddamn glass and it's not going to bother me. Which my feet are so fucking callous. <laughs> we just walk barefoot. Whenever we get the opportunity to It's so uncomfortable. So I, oh I hate God. wearing shoes. Shoes are so bad for you. They really are. If I get it, like I walk barefoot all, as any time I can. I would tour barefoot, in all honesty. It's kind of disgusting. Uh, but... I would tour barefoot if it was an outside tour, but not in that goddamn fucking Shit. What, what's going to happen? I'm going to get asbestos in my toes. Anyway, barefoot story for you. That sounds... It's not this kind of podcast. Um, when I was... I went to college at this really teeny tiny college in the middle of uh, the northern panhandle. And um, our cafeteria was getting redone. So it was like a fucking half mile walk from my dorm to this other like separate cafeteria building. Which typically it wasn't. And I was wearing sandals and one of them broke and I had to walk all the way back barefoot and I wasn't bothered and my friends were very concerned, but I was like, girly, this is what I would do at my house. I'm solid. So Miranda, if you're listening, I hope you remember that night, Bessie. Okay. So the next one that I have is going to go in line with the second to next one you're going to do. So oh, okay. I'm going to let you do your, your horseshoe. Okay. <laughs> But you know more about this than I do, because you participated. I did, and I did horribly. So there are two states that we are aware of that do a whole fucking history class dedicated to the state. First one, Texas. Second one... Hi, Dallas. <laughs> right here. In eighth grade, you take West Virginia history. And there is a yearly competition where you can compete to see who knows the most West Virginia history, and it is called the Golden Horseshoe. And the winner gets knighted as a knight of the Golden Order, which is also a magical cult based out of San Francisco. Just want to toss that out there. That's same great. name, different emblem, same name. You also get like a massive scholarship. Mm -hmm. I didn't participate. I do not remember a goddamn thing from West Virginia history other than I cheated on my county quizzes because we had to learn all 55 fucking counties. And that was difficult. And so I just cheated. Yeah. Sorry, Mrs. Kelly. I uh, I remember the two guys living in a tree. That was like- The Pringle tree? That yeah, was... it's in Buchanan. Really? Yeah. It's real? It's on Route 20. I need to go see it. It's literally right past right past Walmart and Lowe's down that way. I didn't know it was even It's real. a fucking like sort of offshoot turn. People set up and sell shit there all the time. Yeah, there's the Pringle tree. Yeah, when I was going through school, they told us about it, and I was like, this is fake. No, they lived in the tree, bitch. What the fuck? They of course they did. That's <laughs> so, such a West Virginian thing. Anyway, your, your next one. Snake churches! It's a cult! <laughs> you know, are you going to like elaborate on snake churches? No, that's it. No, okay. it's, it's, it's centered around the Bible. But yeah, it's Christianity. Toss in some snakes. And these people get bit by snakes. They want to get bit by these snakes. There's not a whole lot of them left. There's no way to get into heaven unless you're bit by the snake. Right, right. And they're essentially preaching up there with snakes in their hands. Yeah, and not like rat snakes. No. Or milk snakes. Like copperheads. Like rattlesnakes. 
pit vipers, you know? The scary ones. The ones that could kill you. Yeah, the ones that will and have no regrets about stacking bodies. Yeah. Anyway, while we're on the topic of snakes, did you know some snakes in the state of West Virginia fucking live birth? <laughs> I saw that when I was reading your notes. It's the only snake species in the United States to perform live birth. What, what kind of snake is it? It is the Bluestone River water snake, endemic just to the Bluestone River which is connected to the new river. They're an endemic species. They gestate internally, incubate internally, and produce nine to 45 offspring per year. Nine to 45 is a very big margin. It is. Of water snakes. They I also get up to 44 inches long, which is a huge fucking snake. Okay. I, I had a response, but I don't think I had a response. I was going to tell a funny snake story. Is it about us finding the whole snake shin? Because that was cool. No, it was actually about something that happened when I was younger. Oh, I got you. But we did find a whole snake shin. It Massive. We should post that too. Sure. So I, got, these I, are, I got a picture of Ragley and the snakes. These skin. are the type of snakes you deal with in West Bicon, Virginia. Um, we used to go camping a lot when I was little. And my sister, there was a water snake in the river because we'd camp right on the river. And she literally threw a rock perfectly in the river and it hit the snake and sunk it and killed it. They were fucking everywhere. If you were going to go swimming in a river, you had to watch for fucking water snakes. Oh, for sure. And then, I don't know if this is true, they can't bite you if they're underwater. Yeah, because if they open their mouth, they drown. Oh, okay. That's good. Do you know that all snakes can swim, though? That's, yeah. A lot of people just think it's water snakes. I had to tell my grandpa that he was wrong because he always told me growing up, if it's swimming, it's a water snake and it won't hurt you. No. My five foot long ball python can swim just fine. And I gotta take baths. Yeah. It also helps me shed. Yeah. Before you get into your, what is that? Sad stuff? Yeah. Oh no, you have that. Okay. Okay. I, have, that. Okay. I have three things. Okay. You can tell this is disorganized. So, we're, we don't like outsiders here, but we are the most fucking friendly state I've ever been to. Yeah. For sure. A I, absolutely. Out of everywhere I've lived. I left my house today to come record this. I waved at like seven people. Yeah. We had, we had two wave at us on the way here. Right. Random fucking people. I've never seen a four in my life. Driving past your house, someone drives past your house, you wave if you're outside. Horn, yep. you wave. If you let someone go in front of you, wave at them, say, you know, like, thank you or whatever. And there's different kinds of waves. There is. There's, like, the hand, like, the half-hand wave, where they got their thumb still on the steering wheel, and they just sort of give you a thing. They got the two-finger wave, which is usually guy to guy. Usually guy on guy. Yeah. Guy to <laughs> guy. Yeah, no, guy on guy. <laughs> the two-finger wave. Or you get, like, a nod. You know, we have different head nods, too. It's an unspoken guy rule. There are different types of head nods. Not an Appalachian thing, but if you're a guy listening to this, you know you know the nods. <laughs> okay. I, I can't explain it. I think it's a violation of bro code, but there's that's fine. There's different. Man, people are just nice. I was at Walmart the other night, and I accidentally ran into this guy with my buggy, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, sorry about that." And he goes, "Don't worry about it. You have a good night." <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, "Thanks. You too." <laughs> but anyway. And I've been to other states. I don't want to 
You know what I mean? I've right. lived in other places. And by other places, I mean literally just Denver. But I used to work in Ohio and, and do my shopping in Ohio. They're not, no offense, y'all ain't as nice as we are over here. So the last thing I have to talk about before we get into the only sad, depressing stuff we're going to talk about in this specific episode. Yeah. I'd like to talk about the NRAO. You know what NRAO is? It's the National Radio Astronomy Award. Award. I forget what the fuck it is. I'm on it, Chief. Let's figure it out. Observatory. Observatory. National Radio Astronomy Observatory. Anyway, it's also called Green Bank. Yeah. It is the largest steerable telescope on the face of the fucking planet. It's up near Seneca, right? Yes. Have you seen Green Bank? No. Oh my god. It's huge. Like, it is one of the biggest radio dishes ever. Made. And there's no service up there. No, because they black it out. Yeah. It's a complete dead zone yes. for like a hundred miles around it. Yes. They won't let you near Green Bank if you have a pacemaker because it will mess up their machinery with how fine-tuned it is. Fun. Yeah. It's a no-fly zone. You can't take cars mm -hmm. there. Cell phones don't work. It's also a military-ran organization, so it's enforced. You take your phone out, snap a picture, and they're like, hey, piece of shit, and beat the hell out of you. I'm not talking from personal experience. I've only ever been held at gunpoint by the Secret Service. That's a story for another time. Let's move on. Okay. I. Anyway, something that we had here... Um, but we don't have here anymore, but I know this as something my dad would talk about. I've just asked one of our coworkers about this, and I read it in the book, which is Ghosts and Signs by Patrick W. Gainer. Party lines. Party lines. No, not a conga line, not a dance, no. That is picking up the fucking phone and 50 goddamn people being on the other line. A party line. So these communities would be so small, there would typically only be one operator. All the phone lines would be connected. And you'd pick up the phone and you'd essentially just have to like wait for someone to get off if you needed to get on the phone or talk to somebody. And in certain communities, like the operator would know your voice. You could, uh, you had to dial in a certain ringtone when you were cranking the old phone and dial in and be like, hey, operator, can I talk to so-and-so? And, -so? and they just know who you are, know who they are. And yep. Yeah. And then on Sundays, if people could sing or play an instrument, they would start playing, set their phone down, and you would just like call in, kind of like the radio, and, and tune in party lines. My dad talked about them when I was growing up. And then my last culture, miscellaneous bullshit, West Virginia turns. Very, very guilty of performing West Virginia turns. That's the only way you can turn, though. Especially, you drive a truck. So there's no other way yeah. to West Virginia. So I'm not talking about like the turns in the road. I mean, it is real fucking it, yeah. windy here. But it's the way that you turn. And no, I've never seen any other person from out of state in other states that I've been to or out of state drivers do this. Instead of just like taking a right turn, you go out left and then come back in. You're sort of swinging around like there's a fucking object in the way. You've ever seen a tractor trailer turn? That is how we turn in our teeny tiny cars. It's just, a, it's just a West Virginia turn. It is. Or if you're going through a real curvy road, you're not actually following the lines. You're just straight in the middle. Yeah, you go you, down the you straighten the curve. Very illegal. Oh, highly. Do, we don't do that at all. Yeah, we are perfect <laughs> angels here in the state of West Virginia. 
anything that anyone's ever told you about us killing federal officers or almost starting a civil war in the 1930s over workers' rights, that's all a lie. We're good people. Yeah. Yeah. We're real friendly. Okay, so this one is just sad stuff. It's not going to be as sad as some of the other stuff we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some deep stuff later. We'll probably be revisiting this list in the more sadder stuff list. West Virginia is a very small state. I mean, in terms of population, anyway. There are no major cities in the state of West Virginia by modern standards. With the largest city, Charleston, having a population of only... See, I wrote 50,000, but I looked it up and it's actually only 47,000 people. Really? Seriously. That doesn't feel right. Oh. Yeah. Damn, okay. Yeah, don't need With Huntington being 46 and Morgantown being 30. Now, because of the very sparse population and the massive amount, or the very, very spread out population density, that means there are very few medical specialists in the state of West Virginia. If there's something wrong with you, you have to travel very, very far out of state on some occasions for certain health cares and procedures. I mean, I think the, what, the best hospital we have is Ruby Memorial. Mm-hmm in Morgantown, West Virginia, and you don't ever want to be sent there, because if you sent there, that means there's something wrong, and then sometimes they just have to outright transfer you yeah. to somewhere else. CAMC does that, too. Mm-hmm. They can do most stuff, but if it's something serious, they just send you somewhere else. Yeah. And hell, even most of the smaller little offices around us right here, if it's wrong with you and they can't do it, they just out the door. West Virginia has a massively high unemployment rating of around 5% of the entire population, but has one of the lowest costs of living in the entire country. Houses are cheap. The average house price is only $108,000. When you take into consideration, there's an entire town in the state of West Virginia. I forget where it is, but it's called Millionaireville. Like, that's the nickname for it. All the houses in that town are priced at like one to three million dollars, and still houses are one hundred eight thousand on average. I found a lot of cheap houses recently. Oh yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do not only with like geographical and like you know cultural factors and sort of the isolation and stuff like that, and that people don't want to live here because we're ass backwards and fifty years behind. None of these houses are new. No, these are old, falling apart. You're going to invest fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars just to fix the house. I know we're gesturing to your house. We're gesturing. We're gesturing. The house I live in, uh, they, we built. So right. Sometimes it's the easiest goddamn way. You just build your own. It is. The house I live in was built in 1916. This one was built like seven years ago. Yeah, this house was built in like 1916 originally. The state of West Virginia has the lowest educational rating in the country. Out of all 50 states in terms of education, we are 
number 50. We also have a very high obesity rate. We do. We always end up tying with Mississippi. It's true. And of course, that leads to a lot of stereotypes about people being uneducated, not being able to read or write, and things of that nature, which you can find spread all throughout West Virginia culture. Mm -hmm. The population of the state of West Virginia at the time of writing this episode, so literally yesterday, was 1,755,715. Is that as of 2020? That was as of yesterday. I meant like census-wise. Yes. yes. With that number in mind, 33,000, yeah, 337,000 West Virginia citizens are suffering from a diagnosed mental disorder. Not just a, oh, I think I'm depressed. Those are the people who have actually went and been diagnosed. If they can afford it or have health insurance. And that's the fun part. We're getting there. In February of 2021, 41.8% of the population of the state of West Virginia were attending counseling for something. An additional 20.2% more were unable to attend sessions. Of the 20%, 47.5% of that number were due because they could not afford it, and the rest is to lack of insurance. West Virginia is also incredibly depressed and stressed. I mean, how could yeah. you not be? <laughs> Unfortunately, that number leads to some pretty bad statistics. Last year alone, 395 West Virginia citizens committed suicide in the state. And nearly 75,000 attempts were made just in 2021. Seventy-five thousand. Now, with the population again in mind, one million seven hundred fifty-five thousand seven hundred fifteen, the state of West Virginia boasts three thousand or thirty-five thousand two hundred and sixty-four registered and legal firearms. I were always told growing up that this was one of the most heavily armed, heavily armed states in the country. We are not even top 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, we are towards the bottom of the list. All right. But that's a register, and West Virginia doesn't have a full registry anymore. 82% of adults in the state of West Virginia over the age of 21 currently own or have owned a hunting license. So we can provide our own food. The state of West Virginia. This one's not sad. It's sad if you live in the state of West Virginia, but to you guys, it might be kind of cool. The state of West Virginia boasts 34,420 miles of paved roadways, which might not seem like a lot, but that's actually the sixth largest road network in the entire country. What makes that sad is that 89% of it is managed just by the state without outside agencies. That is the largest state share in the entire country, and it's why the roads are so bad. And I actually have a fun story to go along with that. In 1972, the state of West Virginia forgot to build a bridge in the town of Vulcan, like the Roman god of fire. They needed a bridge leading from the state of Kentucky into West Virginia through that town. 
It's over the Tug Fork River. The state drew the bridge and the road on a map. And when the town was like, there's no road or bridge here, the state basically said, oops, LOL, that's your problem. And they just refused to add it in because the town could not prove that there was not a bridge to the state of West Virginia, even though you could go and look and there was just nothing. The mayor of the city of Vulcan asked the U.S. federal government for help, and they refused because it was a state issue. Because of course they did. So what's this guy to do? It's a pretty simple thing. He contacted the, sec the largest stone building in the entire world. The Kremlin? Yes. The mayor, no. <laughs> the mayor of the city of Vulcan, West Virginia in 1972 contacted the Soviet Union to build a bridge in Vulcan, West Virginia. And the Soviets actually did it. No. They approved the plan. They got the blueprints drawn up. They had a reporter come to West Virginia. I forget what her name was. It's a Russian name, so it's like 31 characters long. And she did an entire story on this with the Russian National News Network. And they were going to completely pay for this for the town. The bill completely footed by the triple CP. And when the state of West Virginia was informed of this, they said, no, 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 no. We'll build your goddamn bridge. And they did. And it is the most expensive bridge in the state of West Virginia. At the time of construction for the Tug Fork River Bridge, in 1972, the price tag for one of its two spans was like $7 million. Let me double check that. I need to make sure that is the right. $1.3 million. Holy shit. Wow. And today, from 1972, 1.3 million would be 8.9 million. Huh. Um, you might actually, if you're nerdy enough, you might actually recognize the name of the town and the town itself. It's actually the center focus of Neil Gaiman's book, American Gods. It's based in Vulcan, West Virginia. Speaking of books, movies, and media, yeah. <laughs> that was a nice transition. It was, <laughs> and then we'll be done, I promise. This is our last thing. We're going to talk about stereotypes at some point in this whole shebang, um, and there's a lot of movies that contribute to those stereotypes as well. Wrong Turn, Silent Hill, The Devil All the Time I've never seen, but apparently it's something. Um then we have some good movies like We Are Marshall, which is about the plane crash that happened with um, Marshall University football players on it from West Virginia. And Matthew McConaughey's in that movie. October Sky. Such a Jake Gyllenhaal's in that movie. It's about um, something, Homer. Something? No. Yeah, it's The Rocket Boy. Yeah, The Rocket Boys. Essentially, they, I don't know, it's a big thing. Anyway, other movies. The Hunger Games, technically, I'm going to give you this, takes place in West Virginia. The district that Katniss lives in, coal miners, that's here. Where else would it be? 
Super 8 was filmed in West Virginia. We got Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is a fantastic comedy it's horror film. It is so, so good. fucking good. It's hilarious. And A Quiet Place was filmed and takes place in Appalachia, not necessarily West Virginia, but they're up there. Um, so Wrong Turn is a horror movie about incest cannibals. Yeah. This is the best way I can describe it. Um, that came out in 2003. A year later, in 2004, Abercrombie and Fitch came out with a t-shirt that had a map of West Virginia on it, and it said, it's all relative in West Virginia, which is super fucking funny because, first of all, incest is illegal in the state, and they did, like, a huge research project eventually, and there is no higher amount of incest here than there would be in, like, Kansas any, like or Montana or California. Yeah, it's it's low. But you know where incest is legal and happens way more often than not? Where? Maine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, there's a bunch of books that take place here, of course. I mentioned one earlier, uh, The End Names by Michael T. Martin. You just mentioned one. Um, the Shiloh series. Did you ever read that series as a kid? About the About dog? The dog? Yes. yes! So good. <laughs> so good. Um... A great book and movie, The Glass Castle. Woody Harrelson's in that movie. It takes place um, in Welch, West Virginia, which, fun fact for you, is where Steve Harvey, yes, that family feud Steve Harvey was born. In a teeny tiny town in West Virginia. Be sure to stay tuned after our outro to hear about our friend Steph over on the podcast, Creepy Vibes Only. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. episode. <laughs> um, the, the chaotic energy that is Strange History Season 2. This is really, yeah, this is all I brought to the table. Agreed. We're really excited question i'm excited i was i mean i worked on this before you did because i was too excited to even tell you what to do i was like yeah you're like hey let me know what you need help with and i was like let me type nine pages right now anyway we're we are really excited about this and it's taken up a lot of our time which is why we did not get in episode out last month other than the pizza episode hey but that pizza episode was a good one it was i actually had people message me about that episode and tell me it was their favorite we're gonna be doing a lot like we mentioned and part of that lot is diving into some heavy topics there are some sad parts of west virginia um just as a whole that we did not want to skip over because we feel, especially as people who've lived here most of our lives, that it's incredibly important to touch on those hard things. Right. It is very depressing. It's going to be upsetting. We will be tossing trigger warnings into that episode anytime it's something that we need to have triggers for. But we promise we have a really good way to wrap it up. We're going to be doing some interviews with some really great people, uh, family, friends, and some total strangers so that we can talk about West Virginia and sort of their thoughts, maybe how it's impacted them and people who've lived here their whole lives and never left once. Or also people who have never been here except traveling through the area with no preconceptions about what life is like in the state of West Virginia. So that's exciting. It's very exciting. We have a small list of questions. We do. It's only three pages. <laughs> only three pages. I'm kidding. It's like, I think it's one, actually. I, I think it's like a half a page. Yeah, honestly. I have a section for if you're not from here and a section if you're from right. here. Anyway, 
Thank you again so much for tuning into this episode. You can be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Good Pods, or really wherever your ears are listening. And of course. Oh, I was going to let you have it oh. this time. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and of course, always enjoy the strange, weird things that make us us. Hello, lovely humans. Steph here from Creepy Vibes Only, a comedy and horror podcast that covers nothing but the creepiest subjects. Tune in every Monday to get your dose of creepy for the week. Available on all major listening platforms and YouTube. See you soon!